0: 2 1 For the week ending on June 20th Philadelphia had an entirely perfect record Of 1-0. Yes, there was only one match last week by the Philadelphia Fusion in which they took a sweep, but that doesn't mean that there is nothing to talk about in terms of Philly sports. The exact opposite, actually. So, if you would allow me, please sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride here on The Orange Line. and ha Welcome back to the Orange Line, I am Dr. PhD, here to break down some of the biggest and most important pieces of news from the MLB, MLS, NBA, NFL, NHL, NLL, and OWL, all as it pertains to the city of brotherly love. And this is, if you're not aware, the first and only 7 for 7 sports podcast in Philadelphia, which means there's going to be representation of every sport that Philadelphia claims, I'm, I, I'm not really sure how to end that one, that one was just kind of off the top of my head, but welcome back ladies and gentlemen, there is always so much to talk about, I say that every single time I open this show, and that's because it's true, so without further ado, how about we just go right in to the first one. I wanted to start it off with, I always try to start things off with uh what doesn't have too much news, but I felt bad putting the wings first two weeks in a row. So I'll start with the Philadelphia Flyers. They didn't really have all too much going on for them. Uh, the NHL came out with some of their polling, some of their like senior superlative kind of, you know, votes, which. It's nothing too great, nothing too special. Philadelphia did walk away with a couple of wins, though, two of which end up being Gritty and Jake Vorchek getting some superlatives. Um, Actually, that's a lie. Gritty did not. Uh, Jake did um, because he ended up getting best beard in the league, which is awesome. Suck it, everyone else that has a beard in the NHL. Now, here's where I got confused. Because I thought it was a shoo-in. I I definitely thought it was a shoo-in. That our boy Gritty would end up being the guy for the NHL. The best mascot in the entire league. And it goes to some gambling snake in Las Vegas. No. I disagree. I disagree. He's not the best. We all know who the best is. Because Philly has the best mascots. That's just a fact. That's a real thing. That's a true thing. Also, another one of the superlatives that Philadelphia as a whole got is uh, Wells Fargo Center was voted to be the best place to play in. Duh. That place is fantastic. All the renovations they've done, beautiful. So, that is something that we can put under our belt and say, yeah, aren't we just that great. Moving forward, though, we can actually go to the Wings, the... uh, the wings, they um, they don't have too much. I'll be honest about that. The thing that they really had going for them this week is they had a re celebration from uh, two years ago when they officially decided to make their return to Philadelphia, bring lacrosse back to the city of brotherly love, and uh, we're very thankful for that. It's still super unfortunate that the season was canceled. The wings were eight and six. They. We're on pace to actually do some damage, do some good work. Um, They were looking a lot better than they were last season, so let's only hope that the improvement is still going up and that we're in for an even better season next year. But for now, that's pretty much everything for the Wings. How about we talk about the Eagles for a little bit? They have been uh, in everyone's minds right now. A lot of things that are going on. And one of those things in typical Philly Eagle fashion, I should say, more specifically, is injuries. One of the people that got injured is Brandon Brooks. He is uh, a major piece for the Philadelphia Eagles, a uh, a name that everyone should recognize, does a whole lot for the team, and uh, he's an absolute monster. Unfortunately, though, in one of his closed practices, I don't believe it was a team practice, but he ended up injuring himself. Um, tearing his other Achilles, as you know, in 2017. He uh, tore one of his Achilles. I probably should have done a little bit more research as to which one and whatnot, but all that's really important is that an Achilles is hurt. He can't play for the season. He's out. That's a tough one. We're already having injuries for the Eagles, and the season hasn't even started yet. I just want to leave last season behind. Those injuries, they hurt me. They hurt me. They hurt you. They hurt a lot of people. So I really just I really just want to see a, a healthy Eagles team. I really want to see what they can do. I was so hot on them going into last season because of the fact that they were supposed to be one of these incredible teams. And, you know, the injury bug got to them. Some laziness got to them. I just, I just want my good football, man. It sucks. Another piece of news is that people are thinking, rumoring the possibility of Jamal Adams coming over to the Philadelphia Eagles in a trade from the Jets. Now, here's my thing. The thing that I heard is that he's, I mean, he's obviously worth a lot. He's a very good player. He would be great. He's a safety, which is something that we could actually really use on the Eagles. Everyone's crying. Oh, why don't we get him? Why don't we get Clowney? This one seemed a little weird because we would have to trade for him. And the one offer that I heard from I think someone on Philadelphia radio said something along the lines of they can have their pick of Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard and a second rounder. And uh, then we'll, we'll take him. And I said, no, 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 no. We have the best, the best tight end core in the entire league. I don't want to get rid of any of them. Those are our backbone. Those two guys were good last season. I don't want to get rid of them just because I want this guy. I, I like to have faith in the team that I have right now. I hope that the Eagles secondary does do well this season, and I hope that they don't necessarily need this guy. At the same time, if he helps, he helps. I just don't want to pay that price. I saw some people saying that they should, like, just give him Alshon, and I was like, it's not a bad idea. Send Alshon to the Jets. Be awful over there. I mean, it's a fitting organization, you know. I'm sorry, Alshon. I, do, I, I did love you, 2017. Oh, remember that time? What a good time. But we have to move forward. We are done with that point in our lives. Uh, the last piece of news coming kind of from the Eagles is uh, Malcolm Jenkins. He was recently hired by CNN this week to be a consultant for all of uh, his activism, what he's been doing for Black Lives Matter. He's been very outspoken throughout his entire career. Especially here in Philadelphia, and it was really great to see that he got this job at a news network. So that way, people can't say the the you know stick to sports kind of thing. He's a human being, and he's a well-educated human being who knows what he's talking about. So I think it's good that he's using his platform to get a message out. He's able to use that platform to get onto a news network where people are going to treat him seriously and he is able to continue spreading the message that he wants to. So, great on you, Malcolm Jenkins. Congratulations. I hope it is great. Also, I just want to note that uh, the facilities for the Eagles was closed on Friday. They were uh, observing Juneteenth, uh, as well as the Wings. I'm sorry I forgot to mention that. uh, Multiple teams throughout the week uh, mentioned or just were silent on Friday, so... Uh, good on them for observing a, uh, a very crucial holiday. Moving a bit forward, though, we can talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. They didn't have too much going on this week either. That's going to be a theme until we get into July where things really start cooking up. Uh, the silliest piece of news, Joel Embiid finally got his license after nine years. Good for him. I'm still waiting uh, so I mean, you beat me. Great job, big man. Um, they were also closed for Juneteenth. The one thing that I did really wanna point out is uh there were videos that surfaced of Ben Simmons training with LeBron James over in LA, I believe. I think they're like just really good friends. Um and uh he was, you know, throwing up jams, hitting some dunks, uh he he looks in shape. He looks like he wants to play. That's all I took from it. I know Howard Eskin tweeted something out like, "Oh, that's great. He can you know jump up and dunk, but will he be able to hit a, a three pointer? Will he be able to go out there and hit jumpers? Like, why you gotta complain, man? I I'm just excited that basketball is coming back. I'm just excited that sports are coming back. I'm not gonna sit there and start critiquing a dude because he's playing the game that he wants to play. Like, just let him be for a little bit. Once they start getting to actual practices, if he's doing all that stuff at a real Sixers practice, yeah, I I think that's grounds enough to have a problem. But right now, he's he's just being a guy. Who doesn't want to dunk? If you could dunk, I'm sure you would dunk all the time. Howard, okay? I can't dunk. I wish I could. All I've got is one of those Nerf hoops, which they're awesome, not going to lie, but it's not the same. I think we can all recognize that. Another piece of news that came out of the NBA is also going to be uh, what's happening on the NBA Orlando campuses. Um, Apparently, all of the teams are going to be split up into three resorts, hotels, um, which I think is pretty cool. There's also some other uh, bits of information. Let me take a look at my notes um, all of the, uh, players will have an available lounge for them, so that way they can play video games, play some 2K, watch TV, hang out, listen to music, uh, they're also going to have their own culinary teams per team, so that way they're going to have, you know, team meal schedule, they're going to be able to eat everything, uh, that I guess they should, a nutritionist, I guess, um, which is pretty neat, um, they are also going to have team-separated events, and they are going to be all sponsored by the team. So I the way I took it is it's going to be like a team-building event if you were, like, working for a corporate office, and they were like, we're all going to go on a retreat. And it's like, you know, to figure out that, like, everyone doesn't actually fucking hate each other. They just hate their job. I don't know. Um, But that is something that they are going to do. They're going to, I think it was, like, They're going to go to, like, DJ sets and go fishing and bowling and stuff. I was like, oh, that's cool. They're like one of the boys. Um, The other thing that I thought was incredibly interesting, my favorite fact of it, is that the players will be allowed to attend the games. That's really interesting, in my opinion. And only because I think it would be cool to see players sitting around the, the team's You know, someone goes up for a big slam, posterizes someone, and then it cuts to LeBron James standing up, freaking out like, Oh, shit, he just did that. I think that would be pretty cool. I think that would actually be good for the game. I know uh, some of the soccer leagues over in Europe, they're doing, uh, you know, pumping in crowd music through uh, the stadium. They're doing it over the broadcasts. Some of them are completely silent. I know the WWE has... They're like underdeveloped talent there to you know act like their crowd. I know AEW. There's plenty of options they can do. I just think it's really interesting to have players themselves there, so that way, like almost like, oh, they're 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 scoping out the talent. They're seeing who's gonna how the, how they're playing, whatever. Or it can just be like it's it's fun watching top players react to other top players because they might react differently than we would. You know, it's just something to think about. And uh, that was my favorite bit of information coming out of the uh, NBA Orlando campuses. But I'm sure there's plenty of other things. Also, a lot of people were talking about how they're going to have manicures and pedicures available uh, for all the players. And they were like, would you still respect the players if they got a, a manicure or a pedicure before a game? Like, yeah, I, I don't know if having a manicure stops you from being able to hit a three-pointer at the buzzer. I don't know if having a pedicure is going to make you run down the court faster. But if it makes you comfortable, if it makes you feel nice, there's nothing wrong with it, man. There's no judgment here. We're all friends. We're all family, okay? Nothing wrong with that at all. That's going to do it for the Sixers. How about we talk about the Phillies? The Phillies, um, they've only had a little tiny bit of news. I know, uh, I believe it was eight cases of COVID-19 actually were um, announced, confirmed to be within the Phillies organization, um, and that isn't necessarily a good sign. I do know Tampa has a a fuck ton of people that... uh, are confirmed cases of COVID-19. I know, like, the Lightning has five people. The Buccaneers have, like, six people. Tampa's not good right now. Florida's not good. It's actually making me concerned about sports in Orlando. Hopefully they can make sure everything is okay. But that being said, the only other thing from Phillies is that Bryce Harper ended up tweeting something out at the beginning of the week that was just like a nudge to the Eagles, like, oh, yo, Eagles, what's up? And I know it's just for the lulls. I know it's not like a real consideration, but imagine this, Bryce Harper playing for the Eagles. Where would he play? What is his position? I think a lot of people would probably go, oh, quarterback, because he throws baseballs. I don't know about that. I think the dude could be a running back. He runs pretty hard. I'm not sure. I want to know your opinion, though. What do you think Bryce Harper could play if he were to switch to the NFL? This also reminds me about the time like years ago, probably around 2010-ish, when uh, LeBron James was saying that he actually was thinking about playing for the Cleveland Browns, which I thought was a really cool idea then as well. I think there should be more cross-sport athletes. I think that's amazing. Bo Jackson, one of the greatest of all time, proved that if you're really good, if you're really athletic, you can do it. Michael Jordan also attempted to do that. Not quite as well as Bo, but he still did a fantastic job. I just want to see more of that. If you're really good at something, why aren't you really good at Multiple things. I don't know. I'm kind of talking around things. Um, also, I th- I just want to take this moment right now. I want to talk about the MLB, and I want to talk about what the fuck is happening for this season because genuinely, I'm confused. I have no idea. At the beginning of the week, Rob Manfred said that he's not sure of what's going to happen with the MLB season. He didn't know if the season was going to start. Two days before that, Saturday, last week, he goes, I'm 100% certain that baseball will be played this year. Great. That felt awesome. He sent a request. He sent a proposal to the MLBPA, and they said, nah, we don't want that. But just tell us when to play. Tell us where to go. And uh, and they didn't. Rob Manfred says that. A few days go by. And then the players put out an idea. They go, hey, how about 70 games, full pro-rated. We'll take a 50-50 split of uh, playoff games. And we'll do extended playoffs for this season next season. Also, we'll fucking take a DH in the NL. And uh, then the MLB... Looked at that, and and they looked at it, and they, I, I don't know what they did, they blew their nose with it, I guess, nothing came of it, that's a lie, the thing that came next was they said, well, hold on now, how about we do 60 games full prorated, you get 50, 50, pretty much the same thing, just 60 games, and... It's been going back and forth for so long that I genuinely don't know if it's going to happen or not. We're going to get to a point where it's like 70 games is out of the window, so it's 60 or 50. And then 60 games is out of the window. Fuck. Now, like, how about, like, 50? How about we do 50 games? Fuck, that's gone. How about we just do, like, 20 games? Just 20 games. Everyone plays, you know each team in the league once. We'll play 30 games, actually. Play, you know, each team in the league once, then we'll go to the playoffs. How about we just do that? Fuck it. How about we just do playoffs again? I don't know what's going to happen with baseball. Genuinely. Because it seems like they have no fucking idea what they're going to do with baseball. There are so many different things that can happen that just aren't happening. It genuinely blows my mind. So that was my little rant about the MLB. Cuz I just want baseball. I just want sports back. Why do you have to fight? Mom and dad, why don't you love me? I just want baseball. That's it. So moving forward, we can talk about the Philadelphia Union. They um they they did have a big piece of news to announce this week. And that was Kevin Durant actually came on as a partial owner, um, which is fantastic. He's going to bring his winning mentality and his winning ways from the NBA and hopefully have that transfer into the MLS. Welcome to Philadelphia, Kevin Durant. Welcome to the Union family, Kevin Durant. We appreciate you here. And if you're good to us, we'll be good to you. Um, That being said, the team now, Uh, within their different phases of coming back and returning to play, is currently in the full group training stage uh, phase. I don't know what you want to call it. I don't know what they call it. But they are back to training in full groups. They are not at facilities quite yet, but they are indeed uh, A-OK to play, which is fantastic. That's what we like to see. The last thing that really came out is more information about the MLS is Back tournament. I, I remember I just called it like some MLS tournament. It's the MLS is Back tournament. And uh, the three teams that we're going to be playing is NYCFC, one of the toughest people within our group. Um, then we're going to be playing Inter Miami uh, CF, uh, Club of Football. I guess is what CF goes for. I'm not sure. And then the last one is going to be Nashville SC. So those are the three teams that we are confirmed to play in our group stage, which is actually good. I think uh, we have some of the best chance of getting in if we play these two teams because they're not necessarily the best teams within the group, within the league. They're brand new. Hopefully we can beat up the new kids a little bit just so we can move on Within the tournament. Our toughest match, in my opinion, is going to be NYC FC. They were a very good team last season. Um, They were one of our uh, worst matchups last season, so I think it's going to be a little tough for us to go past them. But potentially, if we end up being one of the top three teams within the group, We should be able to have a pretty good start to this tournament. Also, I I have to correct a few things that I said about the tournament. I said it was going to be for the MLS championship. That's not true. Um, What's actually going to be played for is MLS points when the season actually comes back. So I was under the opinion that uh, the season was done. This is their only way of playing soccer. They're going to do this for the tournament and get championship. Yay, that's fun. That's not true. This is just for funsies. This is almost like the May Melee for the Philadelphia Fusion, where it's just a tournament within the middle of the season. Nice and fun. Get some prize money. Maybe get a little boost to your standings. I like the cue that they took from that, so that is fantastic to see. Also, the other thing that they're going to be playing for is a CONCACAF Champions League berth for this season. Um which is usually the team that um, I believe has the best record but does not get the, sh- the supporters' shield. Um, so that's going to be uh, pretty fun. Um, I don't know what that necessarily means, of course. I don't know if I necessarily want to play more soccer than uh, outside of this league just because my priorities lie with winning the MLS Cup. That's just me, though. Um, but that is pretty much about it. That was the last thing that I wanted to say about the tournament. I had to correct a few things that I had said last week, which were not true. Um, these are the stages, if you are able to see on my screen. I like to think that our group is its hovering between being one of the weaker groups and one of the kind of stronger groups. There are four very good teams in this. I won't say very. There's there's four decent teams in this. Those are the four that have been in the league. Uh, the other two haven't done too well. They are both 0-1-1. So, actually, no, that's a lie. They're both 0-2. I apologize for that. We are 0-1-1. So I guess we're slightly better than that. But we'll be able to prove them wrong because we were a great team last season. We are slated to be a good team this season. This is the proving point. So let's get on to the very last of what I have to talk about for Philly sports, and that is the Philadelphia Fusion. These are my boys. Absolutely love this team, and I love the fact that, like you saw at the very beginning, we are number one, the best team in the league. We are 14-1, and walked away with a 3-0, a sweet sweep this week, and it was Fantastic. We played the Houston Outlaws, not one of the better teams in the league. It was kind of expected for us to just stomp all over them. We have been consistently one of the best teams in the league, which is why it's so upsetting that Reinforce continues to put us low on the power rankings. We're great, man. Just suck it up. Put us at the top. The, who cares about the shock? Shock are overrated. We're great. <laughs> but that being said, yes, we went 3-0, and I sweep... Of the Houston Outlaws, we started everything off on Lijiang Tower, won that map 2-1, to one, lost the first map actually of that map, it's a weird way to phrase it, but we actually lost the first one, it seemed like we didn't necessarily have the same game plan that we wanted to, but we were able to switch things up going into the second map, took over that one, and from that point on it was all Philadelphia Fusion winning the last two on control. During that map, Ivy actually came in as the uh, the second damage character along with Carpe, uh, who uh, definitely should be considered for MVP of OWL. Um, but Ivy came in. Ivy pretty much is coming in just to be a May pick, uh, he's, he's a fantastic Mei. He's obviously been chosen to be that guy. With an abundance of DPS players, we're able to kind of nitpick, you know, exactly who's better at which characters, which means that within situations that we're going to be playing those characters, that's the person that's going to be in. And it seems like control is um, still very, very viable for Mei. So we had Ivy start things off. But going into the second game, we switched him out for Hisu. And uh, we continued to just roll on that one. We ended up winning the next two maps 3-2. to two. Hollywood was the second map that we played. Had an absolutely fantastic uh, attack on that. The defense was very nice, too. They actually got to the third point uh, a little bit quicker than we did, but we were able to stop them very, very well at the end. Hisu popped off getting a nice 3K and probably play the game, play the match. Um... And it was uh fantastic to see. It also seemed like right now what they're going to be running is a, a double barrier kind of meta. As we know, there is no Echo Sombra Diva Brig, so to replace those things, uh, we're just going to be running a double barrier Sig Rissa Sig Rhine in some cases with um. Probably an Ash, maybe a Tracer. I like the Tracer pick. Tracer's very fun to play, so I can understand why they would want to play that. Plus, Carpe's, like, made his name on Tracer. Um, And uh, going into the last map, the last part of this match, uh, we ended up taking a 3-2 on Volskaya Industries. Volskaya, I hate that map. I hate that map personally when I play. I don't do well there. I also know that the Fusion hate that map. Historically, it is our worst map. Over the entirety of the Philadelphia Fusion, that is a map that only has a 32% win rate. We're actually in the midst of our best season with that map, where we are currently 4-1. and one. Uh, But historically, we have done very, very poorly on Volskaya Industries um, specifically. We were also running Hiso on that one. He was able to get a lot of picks as uh, Ash, which is great. Um, I also really like it. I'm a big fan of Ash. Um, But yeah, it was a very good match for the Fusion. And uh, they just looked great, as they usually do. But with all of that being said, that means that we are at the end. So we can talk about what is going to come next week there's only one match and it is still the Philadelphia Fusion they are going to be playing against the Boston Uprising a 2 and 11 team they are not one of the highlights of the al so i believe it's going to be very very likely that Philadelphia Fusion picks up the win as for everything else there's We just got to wait for more news coming out about camps, who's practicing, who's playing. I know some NBA players are dropping out because they are concerned for their families, concerned for the health. They want to keep pushing uh, all of these civil rights, which I think is fantastic. I think that's perfectly acceptable to do. You're a human being. You have the right to choose whether you do or don't want to play. Once again, those are just my opinions. And um, I think the only other thing to keep in mind is, are we going to fucking have baseball? I I I keep on saying to myself, this is going to be the week. This is going to be the week. This is going to be the week. It hasn't been the week. It's been really annoying. So how about we do this? How about we return to the Dr. Ph.D. picks of the week? The first one is going to be the only match of this week. It's going to be Sunday. It's going to be Philly. It's going to be versus Boston. I'm going to predict a 3-0. I think we're just going to stop this team. We did this against the, uh, the struggling Vancouver Titans, who actually had a fantastic game on, um, on Saturday. They went 3-0 over the Dallas Fuel. Fantastic. I'm actually slightly rooting for the Vikings in a, in a comeback sort of way. I hope that they do really, really well against everyone that's not us. That's 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 where I'm at. I'm not switching sides. I just I feel for the guys. They had a great team. They lost it all. Now they got to build themselves back up. I hope that they do that. But I hope that the Phillies end up taking in the Phillies. The the Fusion end up taking a nice 3-0 over the Boston Uprising, because fuck Boston. Um, the next pick is going to be more MLB news. Are we going to have a league? Are we going to have a season? How many games are we going to play? I don't give a fuck who's getting paid what. Are we going to have a DH in the NL? I don't know how I feel about that. But I want more MLB news because I just want all of this fighting to be over, and I just want to get back to watching some sports. And for the third pick, I know I always do two sport-related things. The third one is actually going to be to celebrate, but don't celebrate too much. Philadelphia is going to be in the green phase soon enough, or maybe we already are in the green phase. Maybe Tom Wolf hooked us up. He said, you know what? I feel bad. Everyone go celebrate Pat's birthday. That's coming up later in June. How about we do that by opening things up and letting it be green? Thanks. I appreciate that, Tom. But just remember, don't do anything too crazy. There's still a disease out there. We want everyone to be healthy, so if you're going to do it, make sure you social distance, make sure you wash your hands, make sure you're okay and clean, and everything is all right. But for all of that being said, I have been Dr. PHD. I am very, very, very appreciative that you are here listening to me talk about my favorite thing, which is Philadelphia Sports If you would like to, you can follow me on social media. That's going to be at DrPhD, D-O-C-T-E-R-P-H-D. You can also follow the podcast at Orange Line Pod, also on Twitter. Um, And, yes, please let me know. Like, subscribe, comment, do all the usual YouTube things if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're listening to this on uh, any kind of audio platform, any kind of podcasting platform, feel free to go to the YouTube channel. Watch this, you can see my face. There's also some nice little visuals that you can get during the show. Also, uh, it's gonna be a little bit cut together. Everything's gonna be a bit shorter. It's gonna be just the sporty kinda news, a little less opinion. Um, and, uh, if you like the opinions, then I can also do that as well. But all of that being said, thank you so much for watching. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I want you all to remember that I love you.